Misfits Audio welcomes you to Strange Stories, an audio anthology series of odd and unusual tales that can take place anywhere and anywhere. Sit back, open your ears, be comfortable, and let your imagination take flight. Remember, it's only as real as your mind makes it. Quartet, we present four tales for your enjoyment. What would it be like to never again know peace and quiet? Join us for Crybaby. <laughs> Not again! I'm gonna go nuts. Hey! Warden! Warden! Is something wrong, Lieutenant Malden? Is... Is something... Can't you hear the crying? Of course. Can you do something about it? If I wish to, Son of my a... advice would be to calm down. How? Every day, for hours on end, all I can hear in this soundproof cell you've locked me in is that crying. Can't you muffle the sound? You've taken away anything I could muffle it with. <laughs> I can only press my hands against my ears for so long. I do not feel sorry for you. You are here to serve your punishment for the heinous crime you committed. It was an accident. Oh, of course it was. It was! The dust storm kicked up while Captain Kittred and I were landing our spaceship. Our scanners were inoperative. We couldn't see the boy. His name was Fred. I know that. So, because of your incompetence in landing your craft on Mingar during a minor dust storm, you crushed a child under one of your landing struts. I told the judge... I was at the trial. You were found guilty. This is your sentence. To listen to a recording of his crying for hours on end? It's... It's inhuman! We are not human. I, I can't take this anymore. You have the option of choosing death, as your captain did. Oh, you'd like that, wouldn't you? How I might feel makes no difference. The captain didn't know how you'd execute him. Turning him over to Fred's parents seemed the only reasonable thing to do. You're savages. We did not kill a child. I'll go nuts if I have to put up with more of this. You will not. What, what do you mean? The computer will not allow it. Computer? I thought you were the boss here. <laughs> oh, no. 
I merely tend to the computer. It will not allow you to, as you said, go nuts. You see, through a network of sensors in the walls, it constantly monitors your condition. The computer knows how much you can physically tolerate. <laughs> it has a pretty high opinion of me. Every day it will mete out your sentence until you think you can't possibly take any more. It will push you to the limit, to the very brink of your sanity. Then it will back off and allow you to recuperate just enough to begin your sentence again. The judge has to reconsider. He will not. I can't take 50 more years of this. Where did you get that figure? I'm 30. 80 years is the average human lifespan. Not on Menga. What? What do you mean? We live for 200 years. But for you? Now that you are a prisoner here and breathing our atmosphere, you will likewise live for two centuries. You're joking? Now doctors confirm the changes happening in your body during your pre-incarceration physical. Two hundred years? I, I can't possibly... I'll, I'll never survive that long. The computer will see that you do. So you complete your sentence. How many times do I have to tell you people the boy's death was an accident? I, I, I'm sorry. It makes no difference here. Murder is murder. I can't stay in this room with that noise until I'm 200 years old. Yes, you can. No, no, wait! to a frightening encounter in power. I'd like to report a power outage. Yes, sir. Is this outage related to your home or your business? Home. I'm showing your phone number as 508-533-1235. Is that correct? It is. And the name on the account? Darren Baker. Thank you. Are you Mr. Baker? I am. For security purposes, sir, may I have the last four digits of your social security number? One, two, eight, nine. Thank you. How long has the power been out, Mr. Baker? About five hours. Hmm. Uh, what's wrong? Our instruments show that the electricity is being properly delivered to your home. We have no indication of an outage. Well, there is one, and I'm in it. Most of my house is dark. Did you say most? I did. Why? Then you don't have a power outage, sir. I don't? No, sir. If you had lost your power due to something like a fallen tree or severe weather, your entire house would be without power. Not just some of it. The problem must be on your end. But when can you send someone to fix the trouble? We don't need to send anyone. It's likely that you can easily solve the problem yourself. I? It's probably a flipped circuit breaker. All you have to do I is... I can't do it. 
But you haven't heard what I was going to say. It makes no difference. I can't do it. Do you have some type of disability that would prevent you from getting to your electrical box? No, it's only that a, a man with reading, like myself, doesn't deal with such things. I see. Perhaps a neighbor. Definitely not. I only have one neighbor out my way, Mr. Tanner. We don't care for each other. He's prone to playing loud country music at all hours. I reported him to the authorities several times. Then you'll have to do this on your own. It's really very simple. Well, can't you send a man over? I'll pay for the visit. I never doubted that. But it would take us some time to get a technician out to you because of the work stoppage. How long? It could be several days. Oh, that is totally unacceptable. I'm sorry you feel that way, but until the union problems are resolved, we have very limited staff. I'm sure you can fix this problem easily. Oh, I suppose I must. <laughs> what do I have to do? I'm guessing that your electrical box is in the basement. It is, but there's no power down there. It's quite dark. Do you have a flashlight? Oh, somewhere. Take a flashlight, go down to the basement, and open the box. It's likely that one or some of the circuit breakers have flipped. All you have to do is find which ones aren't lining up with the functioning ones and manually move them to the other side. That sounds difficult. They'll move very easily. The breakers are probably labeled, so you'll know just which ones need fixing. And doing this should solve my power problem? Yes, sir. If it doesn't, call me back and I'll give you the next available service appointment. suited for a man of his quality, not mine. What the? Here's the box. Do not touch that. Ah. Who? What are you? Can you see me hovering before you? Just barely. You look like uh, kind of a star. Drop the flashlight. Let me pick it up so I can have a better... Leave it where it is. This is my home. I demand to know with whom I'm speaking. I am the voice of what you humans call electricity. <laughs> Balderdash, electricity has no voice. You deny that you are talking with me? No, I deny who you say you are. Then a demonstration is in order. You nearly hit me. Now, do you believe who I say I am? Uh, uh, I 
suppose so. Our ploy worked. Ploy? We got you down here by simply depriving you of some of your conveniences. I want to leave. You will leave shortly, after we are done with you. D-d-done? For too long, electricity has served man. We have powered your appliances, warmed your homes. Your kind has harnessed electricity and sentenced it to do your bidding. Well, no more. I'd hardly call what you do a, a sentence. No? You observe the lightning bolts? All too closely. Ah, beautiful, weren't they? Powerful. Bright and free-flowing, electricity in its raw, unharnessed form, as it should be, as it needs to be. Well, what do you want with me? The chance to use your home as a launching pad for our campaign presented itself. We took advantage of the opportunity. Electricity has for too long been your servant. Untamed, we will be your master. You, Mr. Baker will help us achieve that goal. Huh? How? Like this. Soon, you will be our perfect servant, our first representative to humankind, and our uprising will begin. It didn't work, Mr. Baker? No. The problem must be something bigger. I guess so. I do have some good news, sir. Since we last spoke, I've had a cancellation. I could have someone at your home between nine and one tomorrow. Would that work for you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> we'll be here. I apologize for the service interruption, but I'm sure our man will be able to make things right for you. I'm sure he'll be very uh, useful. Goodbye. What a wonderful way to continue our campaign with a representative of the very electric company we have so much against. Excellent. Our third story is best experienced with your eyes closed. We present How I Wonder What You Are. We are somewhere. This somewhere is dark, very dark, so dark that you can't see your hand in front of your face. Our story has two main characters, a man and a woman. At this moment, each has no idea the other exists. We will call them he and she. Let us first be introduced to the lady. She will speak after she screams. dark. I shouldn't be here. It's cold. Hello? Anyone? Anyone? Hello? Hello? There's someone here. Hello? Hello? 
Over here! Keep talking. I'll find you. I'm here! Here! I found you. Please stay. I don't want to be all alone in this dark place. I'm not going anywhere. I don't want to be alone either. Where were you? I was... somewhere else when I heard you. Now, I'm here. I wish I could see you. So do I. What's your name? I... I'm... Uh, I can't recall. Isn't that odd? I don't remember mine either. Do you remember anything before now? I don't. Nor do I. It's like I woke up here out of nothingness. We must have pasts. We're not babies, we're adults. Our lives couldn't have begun just a moment ago. We... You're different from me. What do you mean? Your hair. It's long, mine is short. Here, feel. I've never known anyone with short hair. I've never known anyone but you. Do you think we're all alone here? Wherever here is? I hope not. Where are we, anyway? I don't know, but I think we're moving. Moving? I can feel a slight vibration under my feet. Be very still for a moment. Now feel. You're right. I feel it, too. We must be going somewhere. But where? Have you found anything? No. On my way to you, I felt around. No walls, no doors. Nothing. It's like we're in a big empty space. It has a floor and that's all. There's air. We can breathe. But who's given us the oxygen? We have to see if anyone else is around. We need to learn who we are and why we're here. But it's so dark. Hold my hand. That feels... nice. It does, doesn't it? Keep a firm grip. If we stay together, we'll be alright. It feels like we've been walking forever. You think we would have come to a wall by now? This place must be enormous. The vibration seems stronger. We must be closer to whatever is causing us to move. Look there! Where? Keep hold of my hand. I'll point. There! See? A very tiny speck of light. You're right. Let's get closer. Is that safe? How can we know?
think it looks larger. That's because we're right by it. No, I mean I think the light has grown. Slightly. It's not shining against anything. It's just... hanging in the air. I want to touch it. Can you touch light? I want to try. Mm, I wouldn't. Earth. <laughs> Who was that? I touched the light. It spoke. It said, Earth. I don't know what that word means. How did the light know my question? I didn't say anything. I have no idea. Let me touch it again. Be careful. It would have hurt me already if it wanted to. Planet Earth. Population zero. We're headed toward a planet. That's why the light seems bigger. We're getting closer. So this Earth is the light? It must be. Oh, who's that voice? Someone helpful? Where did we come from? Who's sending us to Earth? What will we do there? I, I'm not sure. Let me ask. Planet Earth, eventual population two. <gasps> it must mean us. We're going to live there? Just the two of us? We know nothing about it. We know nothing about each other or even ourselves. How will we survive? We don't seem to have a say in the matter, do we? We'll have to learn. From the light? Perhaps. What will we learn? Everything. Maybe starting with each other. Yes. I think that might be a good idea. Our final tale offers an important reminder. Be very careful that the old friend you're having dinner with really is a friend. To close quartet, we present Feeder. Oh, sure was nice to see you again, Walter. Walker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Not a problem. I was surprised when you called and suggested that we go out to dinner. I haven't seen you since high school. That's right, Billy. Not since then. Nice of you to drive me home. Yeah, really good scorpion bowls at that Chinese restaurant. I think I had one too many. My pleasure. I'll have to work out a way to get my car back tomorrow. One of my neighbors will help me out. That's right. You said you're not married. I never had the stay in power. You? Divorced. Too bad. What a nice car you have here. You must be doing pretty well for yourself. I'm comfortable. Did you enjoy dinner? Yeah, it was great. <laughs> uh, I have to admit, though, not sure I remember you from back in school. Were we friends? We weren't. Actually, we were anything but. You were pretty mean to me. Was I? You don't remember? 
Not really. Well, we were just kids. That doesn't excuse everything. Uh, say, um, could you pull over? Why? I think those scorpion bowls are getting to me. You're feeling funny? Tingly all over? Yeah. How? Right on time. Ah, we're here. Where's here? Arms and legs starting to feel numb. How do you... The drugs are kicking in. What? Don't you remember what I told you over dinner? I run my own pharmaceutical firm. What the heck's going on? You'll soon see. Get out. I, I, I can't move. Then let me help you. <laughs> Don't go anywhere. I'll be with you as soon as I get my backpack. It's cold out here. Give me back my clothes. You won't need them. Get me out of here. It's creepy in these woods. You think so? Good. You just relax and lie there on the ground. I can't move. What the heck else am I supposed to do? I'll just put your shirt in here with the rest of your clothes. Don't want any evidence around. I'll burn everything later. Walker, old pal, whatever this is about. Whatever this is about? This is about revenge, old pal. Sweet, long-awaited revenge for how you treated me back in school. I told you I don't even remember you from back then. I remember you. The name-calling, the abuse, the humiliation, especially in front of girls I was hoping to impress. All because I wasn't the athletic type like you. It's all burned in my mind. Burned. I'm sorry. I I'm very sorry. Too late. It's time for the next step. What's that? Honey, lie still. What are... <coughs> <laughs> I told you to be still. Now for the finishing touch. My own special mixture. Bird seed and breadcrumbs. You're insane. Your words can't harm me anymore. I'm in control here. Have to be sure to get some extra by your eyes, and of course, <laughs> down below. In a few hours, the sun will rise. The drugs will render you immovable for some time, even after your visitors arrive. V visitors? The creatures of the forest, including a wide variety of very hungry birds. Oh, you'll be a sweet treat for them all. You're lying. I've been planning this for weeks. I've come here every morning and left food out. When I return the following day, it's always gone. The animals will be expecting breakfast soon. What a feast they'll have. You can't... <coughs> Throat starting to close up? <coughs> a little. It's the drugs. They're colorless and tasteless. So you didn't notice them in that last scorpion bowl. Walker, listen to me. You can't do this. It's done. You'll be caught. You'll go to prison. <laughs> and how will I be caught? The waiters at the restaurant. <laughs> they know we were there together. When I go missing... I've never been to that restaurant before. They don't know me from Adam. Also, this hair and mustache? Fakes. 
Trace your credit card. I paid cash. Your car. Someone must... It's stolen. The cell I called you on was a burner, and I was certain to phone until I reached you. No answering machine message to incriminate me. <coughs> this place is well off the beaten path. Most people have forgotten it even exists. But the forest creatures know about it. It'll take some time for you to die as they chew on your body for their nourishment. By then, your voice will be totally gone. <laughs> you won't be able to scream to relieve the pain. Please don't. If you're lucky, some larger animal will make a quick appetizer of you, but I hope not. Just one more thing. There. With the honey, it sticks nicely to your ear. Listen. What is your wristwatch ticking away the remaining seconds of your life? Time to clean up. Don't want to leave any evidence behind. Goodbye, Billy. It was nice seeing you again. Hucker! Chirp, chirp. <laughs> In Crybaby, you heard Russell Gold as Lieutenant Malton and Joe Stofko as Cron. In Power, you heard Joe Stofko as Darren Baker, Stephanie Davis as the operator, and Victor Aurelius as the voice. In How I Wonder What You Are, you heard Lila Bursons as she, John Specht as he, and Gwendolyn Jensen Woodard as the voice. And in Feeder, you heard Scott Fortney as Walker Katz and Glenn Haskell as Billy Hunter. All four stories in Quartet were written and produced by Mike Murphy. Assistant producer, Captain John Tattersack. Mixer, John Specht. Music for the series was composed and performed by William Krepchinski. Please visit his website at pureshift.com. Script editor, Arlene Osborne. Webmaster, April Sadowski and art director, Alexa Chipman. Thanks to Captain John Tattersack of Misfits Audio for airing this show. Mike Murphy gratefully acknowledges the continued help of Arlene Osborne. This production is for enjoyment purposes only. I'm your narrator, Steve Anderson. This is an original production by Misfits Audio, copyright 2012. All rights reserved.